I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Tudor Dixon podcast. I'm Tudor Dixon and I'm so glad you're here with me for this episode. You probably, though, will ask, why would she have someone on her podcast who has compared her to an ogre? Because I have been compared to Fiona on Shrek by my guest today. (laughs) And I've also had a little bit of a struggle in my campaign that I connect back to Charlie LaDuff. But he is somewhat of a genius because he's a Pulitzer Prize winning author and the host of the No BS News Hour. And so I welcome Charlie LaDuff to talk about what's going on in Michigan, because he is probably also the guy that knows the most about corruption in the state of Michigan. And some have said that the state of Michigan is the most corrupt state in the nation. So, Charlie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Tudor. I mean, Fiona. I mean, Tudor. (laughs) That was not even the worst thing that you did to me campaign but we'll get to that so let's talk about whitmer because whitmer had this massive lockdown right she came out and she told us every day that we couldn't go anywhere but she specifically said we couldn't go to florida so this is during covid we couldn't go to florida she i mean she went on and on about how you can't bring back anything from florida because florida was so dangerous and then she went to florida And she took a private jet. So walk us through this story, because you just recently wrote about this. And it it sounds like they weren't even too happy about it that you just recently wrote about it. Well, we all kind of know it. It's during the lockdowns. What was that? March of 21. She's telling everybody, uh, you know, we get the the latest crazy variant from the UK. What a latest scare tactic. Don't go to Florida. Well, she went to Florida and. The only way to say it is her office shook down prominent businessmen for the use of their private jet. So she secretly went down there. She didn't tell anybody Um, when she got caught. She's pretending like her dad's on death's door. I think he's skipping around the beach today as we speak. But (laughs) once she got caught, once I caught her, she tried to say that her political charity is going to pay for it. Well, 
private businessmen cannot accept money for their airplane because they're not licensed with the Federal Aviation Administration. So being caught there, they did the shuck and jive. And by the end of it, they said, okay, that's right. She's going to pay for her seat, 800 bucks, and her campaign is going to pay the 20 some thousand dollars for the plane. Just one problem. The businessmen still cannot cash that check because they're not licensed. So it ended there. I don't know why the media like was so gullible, like they can't accept money. So when I was writing about Dana Nessel staying in a penthouse in Turks and Caicos and, you know, cruising around on a $10,000 uh, an hour catamaran, having champagne at the infinity pool, whatever happened to Whitmer, did those guys cash the check or did we get bull? Was that just a PR stunt? Because in the end, this state is so corrupt that if you're not a lobbyist, you can give money, trips, jets to elected officials and elected officials can accept them as long but as you're not directly to accept a, a, a gift like that. You can as long as it's as long as you're elected and not, you know, um, appointed or a member of the bureaucracy. And if you're not a lobbyist or doing work for a lobbyist. So let's say I have a gas station instead of having my lawyer. I mean, my lobbyist use my jet. I let her use my jet. It's all legal. I think that this is interesting because people outside of the state of Michigan don't realize. And I was talking to some folks just last night about this. I say, you know, you can't FOIA the governor in the state of Michigan. You can't FOIA the legislature in the state of Michigan. And they were like, what are you talking about? I mean, couldn't this just be constantly going on that they're receiving gifts that they this is there's a constant back and forth on the Republican and the Democrat side. There's no doubt we let's, you know, throw out Jason Wentworth, Lee Chatfield. We could, you know, we can go on and on. It's a, it's a dirt pile. We Lee live. Chatfield in a- is an interesting one because obviously that came out, but, but that came out during the campaign. He was the, so for folks outside of the state, he was the speaker of the house in Michigan. He's a Republican comes out that he's had all of these dirty deeds and corruption and and expensive gifts flown all over the country, gone to strip clubs, all of this stuff. But it's really barely been covered in the media, even still. Why is this? Because they suck. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you, like Chatfield's long gone. So why weren't the press covering this while he had the reins of power? The press corps in Lansing lives in Lansing. Therefore, you should know what they're doing at night. You know where they have their steak luncheons. Here's the thing about women in the airplane, though. She could absolutely accept that airplane, right? Free, no problem. So why didn't she? Why engage in the subterfuge and the the shell game with the P with the airplane? Why? Because she knew it was a bad look. Because we in America are upset. We're rightfully angry that it's for sale. And the last one in line with the Super Bowl is us. It's That's what's that. wrong. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We've just been told we can't leave the state. Her immediate aides and, and close co-workers in the administration have gone on a, a trip to Alabama. She's on her way to Florida. She comes back from Florida. She's already back. We don't know she's back at this point. We don't know she went. And she's telling people not to go to Florida. She took a private jet because she said exactly what you said. She said that her father was deathly ill. And she even came out and she said the Republicans would attack me if I didn't go and say I didn't have any family values. 
The week later, the week after she comes back from Florida, her father is walking through a shopping mall in Lansing, totally fine. This is not someone who was deathly ill. The whole thing was a complete scam and lie. But you're right. Why go to the extent of going out there and lying about it? But this is what they do. You talk about Dana Nessel. So again, for those of you outside of the state of Michigan. Let me throw this in before I forget. So when I wrote this not long ago, why does the governor's people go ape? They want a correction. They want they want a retraction. I said, for what? All I'm asking is this. If you put it in your campaign filings that you paid for the airplane, was the check cashed? Answer the question. Was the check cashed? Because she and I both know that answer. They're hiding. I suspect Wimmer's in line for something. Maybe. I I guarantee. Well, she's. She's running what she's like the co-chair of the campaign for Biden right now. You know, the story that I heard was that her people were actually looking at property in D.C. because they really believed that she would be vice president. And so I think that she's like, you owe me something. Now, it seems a little strange that this at this time, you I mean, the story was just written for a local Detroit paper. They come, they see your story. They go so nuts. They go after you and tell you to retract it. She's got to be out there for something. And and they're yeah. at the same time when they're attacking the Supreme Court and they're going after everybody for gifts and you've got Slotkin running and she's attacking everybody for gifts while she's lived. She had just caught, gotten out of a donor's apartment that she was living in. Where does she live? What's your address, madam? Enough with this. Enough with the politics. It's, it's really not hard to do the people's business, but they can't help it. People never actually worked for anything. All rich kids entitled to it. You know what I mean? I, I did what people don't know that Whitmer was a very she she had a very um, nice upbringing with her father, who was what CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield. Yep. Somehow when her mother's um, sick and on her deathbed and has cancer, Gretchen Whitmer wants to tell us she's struggling to get health care for her mother. Her mother was married to the president of the Michigan Bar Association. Her ex-husband was head of the biggest medical insurance company in the state. And please, enough. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Biden tells lies all the time. Gretchen Whitmer comes up with these. These are stories to tug the heartstrings. Joe Biden was just talking to troops saying my son died in Iraq. I mean, we know that he he died. He connects that to his service, but that's not where he died. These are lies to tug at the heartstrings of the people, and they have no shame in continuing to lie regularly. So so I want I want people to understand when you talk about Dana Nessel, she is the attorney general of Michigan right now. And what she did was she went on a vacation. This was just in March, went on a vacation to Turks and Caicos, she went with a local attorney friend. This was something like $8,600 a night for these rooms. $8,629.65 a night to be exact. How do you know that? Because I called the concierge and asked. So she stays there how long? Five days. Five days she's there and, and the attorney's office pays for it. The office, she gets this big gift. I mean, this is a, a significant gift. Right. And now, you know, Nestle and the attorney put out a pretty limp statement affirming that she was there, but then Nestle pays her own way. Well, since you pretty much outed yourself to the public, we're entitled to see the cashed check. How much did you pay? How much was the champagne? How much was the catamaran? You see, you see how this goes. That you know all about because the other attorney posted pictures. Oh, yeah. Like just breathlessly so. Look at me with Obama. Look at me with Debbie Stabenow. Look at me with the governor. Look at me in the infinity pool. Look at me on the catamaran. It's, it's nuts. It's important to say here that this prominent attorney has business that intersects with the state. For instance, they were part of a consortium of lawyers representing the second wave of the Larry Nassar victims. The first wave got paid. The second wave came forward and there was a small, tiny little pot of money for them. They all wanted an investigation as to how this came to be where, you know, the second wave of people would not be made whole. One of the co-signers of that letter asking for the investigation, which was carbon copied to Dana Nessel, was this woman's law firm. Now, could be coincidence. I don't know what it is. Two weeks after the Turks and Caicos trip, Nessel puts out a decree to the Board of Regents of Michigan State University saying, I'm asking you again, give me all the documents related to Larry Nasser. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying there's any impropriety, but it sure stinks. And you leave us to guess. And a really good public servant would just, you know, maybe go to Key West. 
So she has what we would say, I mean, it's a tens, this vacation costs tens of thousands of dollars. Sure. She, she spent this week with these folks. They clearly ended up, this, this attorney's firm clearly has a lot of money. If they're able to spend this kind of money, and that's just what it would have been spent on her. So to all together, gosh, this is a very expensive vacation because two couples went, there was a lot of drinking and 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 they were not ashamed to post this. But Gretchen Whitmer ran on sunshine laws because of exactly how we started this conversation, because you cannot FOIA the governor. You cannot you cannot get information about the legislature. This is the this is the most protected administration and legislature in the country when it comes to being able to do things behind the backs of the citizens, which constantly does happen. So why why does Whitmer not come out and say anything about Nestle's trip? Why has she not implemented her sunshine law. I mean, she has everybody now. She has the Democrats in there. They can put pass any law they want. Where's their sunshine bill? It's the good old boys, right? It's all lip service. It's all I can say. And, and again, if Whitmer, she's getting away with it because the media has given her a pass because the media is flaccid and, you know, they're, the media is not liberal and they're not progressive. They're Democrats. There's a difference, right? I don't know any liberal or progressive who puts a dove on their, you know, protest sign would allow children to be locked down in order to lock away the elderly who die in silence. And we were lying about the care they were being given. And we were excusing the nursing home lobby from any culpability they might have later. So if you're going to run nationally, madam, it's it's going to come home. But is it? You're, you're gonna, I mean, what you're saying is exactly right. It never comes home for the Democrats. They are complete state run media on the Democrat side. They're completely protected. They're never going to expose this. Let's talk about the nursing homes, because Janice Dean is beside herself right now because she is trying to get people to investigate Cuomo. And now you've got you've got Republicans coming out and saying, you know, maybe we should give them another chance here and there. I mean, this is outrageous when you see these people who have blood on their hands and no one is holding them accountable. You've tried to hold her account, Whitmer accountable for what she did with nursing homes, but it, it doesn't go anywhere in the media. So explain what they're not telling us. Well, just what I enumerated before. I mean, you didn't count the nursing homes. You let them, you let them report for themselves. You were also put, you were also put, by your pen, they were also supposed to report if it was like senior living, senior apartments, adult foster care, homes for the age. I mean, we know this, that over half the people in this country that died from COVID were 75 years or older. That's just a fact. And we know even by this undercount in the nursing homes and assisted living, because in places like Michigan with one of the highest death tallies, we didn't even count it that at least 40% of all victims lived in one of these facilities. So we never had a true accounting. I caught her. I sued her. There was an audit. It was proven. It was worse than Cuomo. And she, it was, it was just allowed to wither on the vine. It was worse than Cuomo. That, I think, is what people don't really understand. But it wasn't just that. There were 21 nursing homes in the state of Michigan that were chosen to be the recipients of COVID patients. 
one of those was so far down on the medical and health checklist that they were at a zero. They were being monitored because they were so irresponsible in their care. The other ones, I think that there were eight of them that were in the one or two. There were only a few that were getting a five-point rating on on cleanliness and care. And yet these organizations, these nursing homes, one of them brought in almost a million dollars because they were getting a massive amount of money to take COVID patients that were then infecting other people and killing them. So they were raking in money and just flipping patients because they were losing them as fast as they could bring sick people in. And this, this isn't a speculation. These are now facts. The reports are in, the, 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 you know, the reporters are doing the, the postmortem now. These are facts. Half of those nursing home hubs, as you're saying, failed government inspections before the pandemic. And during the pandemic, half of them failed inspection infection protocols. Half of them failed. They had shower curtains. They had no gloves, no mask, staff coming in and out, commingling people inside. So when Whitmer wants to rewrite history and say, I never instituted my policy that nursing homes had to accept infected people into the same building as healthy people. That's just a flat out lie because we can start with these 21 homes that did exactly that. Again, we're going into the next cycle. It's going to be a mean one and she hasn't escaped and they're starting to do this vetting. Oh, you take money. Oh, you took the COVID response dollars and instead of putting them into the courthouses and the prosecutor's offices to get these murderers off the street that you put out on Tether, you decided to give it to Chinese battery companies. This is the kind of stuff. Eventually, it comes home. I agree, but I mean, it's not. You talked about Jason Wentworth, former Speaker of the House in Michigan, Republican, gets HHS to pay... uh, 25 million. It's supposed to be 25 million for a project that nobody vets out, ends up paying out 10 million before they just, they figure out this project is some sort of, there's red flags around this project. So explain, how does this happen? How does so much taxpayer money go out? Go back to that guy. It's 25 million and that goes to a former aide of yours. Oh, and then the aide buys the land for this new health complex. Who does he buy it from? from the representative that took Wentworth's place in the legislature. Who's who's in charge of building this thing out? Well, one guy's experience is he's a former funeral worker, and the other guy had been debarred one day before for financial fraud. So we know exactly how this happened. It was a no-bid deal. Wentworth also sponsored legislation for a Whitmer crony to have a $20 million company to entice foreign foreign business to come into Michigan, except that company isn't even incorporated until 10 days after the company got the money. And then when we're saying, I didn't sign it. No, you're all the same to me. I mean, the Republicans and the Democrats are, are just shaking hands and doing these deals. Well, I'd like to say this. There's one party in America and it's big business. And so there are subsidiaries are the Democrats and the Republicans who differ on a few minor things, but they're the same. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why China? Why bring China in when you see that these companies, I mean, you've got Goshen, that's one. We've talked about Goshen before, connections to the CCP. They have it right on their website, having a CCP operation in their company. But let's talk about cattle because Governor Yunkin said, no way, don't you dare bring that to Virginia. We're not going to have a Chinese company. And Whitmer goes out and tells the world, this isn't a Chinese company, this is Ford. It is not Ford. We are spending hundreds of millions of dollars on the Chinese right now because, let's face it, there is no business in Michigan and nobody is chomping at the bit to do business with Gretchen Whitmer. And just remember, 20 years ago, China was a backwater. Bill Clinton, George Bush, uh, Sander Levin, we can go on. They all pushed for normalization of trade with China. 20 years later, a quarter century later, 25 years later, they're my enemy. We created them. It was a huge mistake what happened. And I believe that in some cases it was naive in how we created China. But now we know there is no question about what China's plan is. China has a hundred year plan. We have an eight year plan in the United States. China is like 85 years into their hundred year world domination plan. And we are inviting them into the state that has the greatest natural resource in the United States, which is what they would love to either have or destroy. Why would we do this? China's a backwater. If you've ever been, I'm not worried about China. Their, their, their microchips stink. 
it's polluted. They've got a lot of issues, you know, with minorities. Their money is fake. The only thing China has that we don't are reserves. We're broke and they're not, which is another thing. All the mistakes we made, Biden voted for, he pushed for Iraq. Look at the reckless spending. Look at the reckless monetary policy. Look at NAFTA. We created the guard, all of this. And that is whenever something big is going on, that's when you need to pay attention to big, boring stuff. And usually it's bipartisan and it's never good for us in the long run. It is bipartisan right now. But listen, I'm I have been sitting with some Republican governors for the past few days. And I had one of them say to me today, man, I went out to California and I just started grabbing up the businesses and taking them to my state. And I'm going out to all these blue states and I'm just pulling, raking in business. And let me tell you. This is someone who has been the recipient of some Michigan businesses as well. This is someone who is running his state in a way that he goes after businesses and says, we will do what it takes to make sure you have a great workforce, to make sure you have great communities, that you live in safe communities, that we are there for you as a state to bring your business here. And people are moving there. They are thriving. Their taxes are low. It's a great state to live in. Whitmer goes to California to raise money and says, look, Keep running your business in California. Just give me all your money and I'm going to I'm going to advertise abortion as a way to have an economic recovery in Michigan. What the heck? That's where we differ. I I not if I was governor, I'm not looking to create a Cayman Islands for big business. You come to my state, you pay a reasonable rate. You're not a welfare patient like GM is a big welfare patient, as is Ford, as is Stellantis. They've taken well over, well over $100 billion in just subsidies since 2008 across this country. That's that's not patriotic. That's nothing you can build a state economy on because if you actually look what's going on in Wayne County, Detroit specifically, with all these huge giveaways while murders through the roof. No, it's a mess. You're now seeing. But we're the, not offering you're, low listen, energy you're costs. You're, we you're have seeing. To offer. A lot, well, you're now seeing the longtime businesses in Detroit, Marathon, right? Uh, MGM. They want tax rebates now. If everybody into the future is getting them, why shouldn't I have them? You see how this starts to corrode, like, the common welfare. I'm at the corner of Six Mile and the Lodge. It's blood. It's crumbling. There's paper and garbage everywhere. My God. I mean, we started before we got on. We started talking today and I asked you, why do you have a bandaid on your face? You just got hit over the weekend. I mean, this is like just random violence. This is this is the problem. We cannot live in a society that is not safe. But that's what I'm saying. Other governors are simply offering low energy costs, low taxes and safe communities. That's true. I mean, all that is true. I agree with that. Now, how we see that's a place to start. We all agree with that. We've got a problem on the on the West side because Walmart's our biggest employer and everybody's getting these low paying jobs. And I said, no, you're wrong. I went to the Chamber of Commerce in this town and I said, you know what? We can bring other factories to our empty buildings. And they said, please don't. We have no workers. Don't bring any more factories. They're good, high paying jobs, management jobs, shop floor jobs open. Nobody is working in these jobs. We don't have people to work in these factories. And I said, they're asking me not to bring people to this town. And this guy says to me, you know, I was at a Chamber of Commerce meeting in Flint. 
he said, that shocks me because now I'm thinking back. And he said they had three businesses come to Flint and say, we're willing to invest in Flint. And turns out GM blocked them from coming because they said they'd take their employers. So we're paying GM to come into the state of Michigan to stay. We're begging them to stay, but we're paying them. It makes no sense. And then they're chasing off other businesses. How is that? How does that make sense? It doesn't. And how does that help the people of Flint? It doesn't. This is a it's a very corrupt mess. The media is not talking about this. When we push the media to talk about this, they don't want to talk about it. Why are they protecting these? I mean, it really protecting both sides in, in government. When you see the types of things that are happening, the projects that are going out, projects being handed to Republicans that help with campaigns, projects being handed to buddies of legislator, legislators, whether it's on the Democrat or the Republican side, big money gifts going to the top three people in the state. Why hide it? Well, the media, because they're cool kids at the table, they think they have a seat at the table and they really like the prestige of that. They don't realize, I say, that they're really a lap poodle. You're just a lap poodle and they're scratching between your ears. And that's not really a, uh, a place setting for you. That's a scrap that fell from the table. I don't get it. Again, I'll say it again. You know, we, we go back to the cliches of college, the do-gooders, you know, like... Lyndon LaRouche or whatever we're doing or, you know, Greenpeace and whatever. You're not looking out for the people. I thought it was like, like Hubert Humphrey said, the, the best gauge of a society is how we treat our weakest and frailest and most infirm, our children and our elderly specifically. And look what happened during the pandemic to them. Not one healthy kid died from COVID. Lots of elderly people did. We did nothing to stop the elderly people from dying and we destroyed the spirit of our kids. Good thing they're kids and resilient. You know what I mean? But we did them a great disservice and we knew it when it was happening. Kids are not as resilient as they pretended that kids would be. I mean, that, that, this hurt our kids and they don't want to act like it, it hurt our kids. They don't want to talk about the fact that it hurt our kids, but it did hurt our kids. They, they are, they are protecting electeds. And I have to say, you know, running for office, it was, I was certainly not a, I didn't have fans in government. I'll just say that I had, I mean, I had support from a few elected officials and I was grateful for that, but there were, there were people on both sides that did not want me to join this because I was the outsider. I was not involved in any of this. I'd never been involved in any of this. And if I ran an ad against Whitmer and they, the media thought that it was unfair in any way, they came out and they just attacked it. But I, I do want to get to the ad that, was so harmful to me. And that was the ad that when I came on your show and I talked about, you asked me, what about a 14 year old? And I said to you, that's the perfect example of why we need parental consent because of predators. And they, that was edited. That was edited. And we went to the media and said, this is edited. It didn't matter. They didn't care. They were never going to come out and say, well, this is a lie. Whitmer's running ads that are a lie. They were never going to say that that wasn't true. You went to the DGA. You tried to get the ad taken down because you were in the ad and you said it's deceptively edited. So what do you I mean, what do you think about that situation? Well, let's lay that out for what it is. So you were on our show. We posted it in its entirety. Well, my editor took out because the part where you're like about parental consent and the party took out of you go, that's a perfect example, parental consent. And then two seconds later, I go, no, 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 no. We're not going there. Answer the question. Yes, it was edited. Two, they highlighted it. Three, they super highlighted it. Four, once 
your people came to me and said, we have an issue with it. I go, we'll address it. We'll, we'll post the whole thing. We'll, 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 we'll put that 10 seconds back in. Right. No, nobody was interested in that. That's true. And I felt I got abused because I, I don't accept political money. Whitmer's too cowardly to speak to me. You're going to vote for her. She can't speak to me. How's she going to speak to Putin? But they used it. Now, having said that, no matter what was edited, I don't know how you are going to get around the fact that you said a 14-year-old should have to carry her uncle's rape baby. That's basically your stance. So no matter how they edited it, that's it. And I, I admired you for this. You stood by that. My stance is certainly not that we look at a child and say, oh, yeah, this is an easy situation. I mean, that's the thing. In an interview, someone asks you that question and they think that you can just answer that. You know, you can just say, oh, yeah, that's an easy situation. And I I actually just did a podcast that came out on Wednesday about abortion, because I think that this was I mean, I'm the the in the group of elected or in the group of candidates that is for the first time running pro-life. And I say I was the first time running pro-life because every other candidate before that didn't matter. Didn't matter. Roe v. Wade was in place. You can say you're pro-life all you want. Doesn't matter. So I'm the first one in the position where you're getting calls from the life people every day. You said this wrong, go fix it. You stand, you stand for this. And look, I think that, There are a lot of mistakes that have been made in the culture war of life. And I, and I address this in great detail in my podcast from Wednesday talking about, we really did have to go through this. And, you know, I hate to have been that sacrificial lamb in this case, but it was a wake up call for a movement that is very important, but a movement that has to be something beyond political because political is not the movement. Political is not the space for it. It's got to be a culture well, that's, what it, that's true. But that's what it was. So I'll tell your listeners this. When I'm doing my program and I want, you know, hey, somebody look at Dixon. Dixon had the stones to do it. Come on. Elected officials. I'll leave their names out of it. I don't know why I am, but I will. From the left. I want to know about this abortion legislation. For instance, is there parental notification? It comes down to uh, just trust me on this. Right. But there were elected prominent elected officials that were taking their marching orders from Planned Parenthood, who they would give an interview to, who they would not, when they would appear, if they would give a statement. That's nuts. Who are those people? Tell you off the air. Maybe I'll be saving that one. Well, as you heard, that was Charlie LaDuff. Charlie is talking about corruption, all things elections, everything that we expect Charlie to be focused on in the state of Michigan every single day. He's out there reporting on the road right now as we're talking to him at the site of a robbery just a few nights ago. So I appreciate him joining me. Thank you, Charlie, for being on. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon podcast. For this episode and others, go to Tudor Dixon podcast.com you can subscribe right there or go to apple podcast the iheart radio app or wherever you get your podcasts make sure you join us next time on the tudor dixon podcast thanks guys i'm saleha mosin and i've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the united states in 2016 i saw how voters were leaning towards trump and how so many americans felt misunderstood by washington so i started the big take dc 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.